Hello and welcome to Get Flush, the world's favourite sanitation podcast. I'm Pete. Since Billy Joe appeared on last week's episode, there's been some really interesting chat about B-Day foam toilet wash in one of the groups that I'm a member of on Facebook. Now, I think it was pretty clear from that episode that B-Day offers a great alternative to wet wipes and quite a few people shared how much they enjoyed using B-Day and recommended it to others. At the same time, there were a few people who came out with, well, let's just say some different ideas. One person said they would rather keep a flannel or a face cloth in a container and wipe their bottom with that. Another said she wouldn't want to flush B-Day into a septic tank because she was really worried about the harm it would do. I won't deny that I found both of those opinions really silly and naive. The beauty of B-Day is that it doesn't contain anything harmful, it doesn't change the dissolvability of the toilet paper, and it certainly won't upset the balance of the sewer or septic system. And it comes in a handy refillable bottle that will fit discreetly into your pocket or bag if you're out and about. Billy Joe has also been in touch with several people in the US and elsewhere this week, and I'm pretty sure that they'll be able to help her to continue the development of her products and reach new markets. As a podcaster, that's really reassuring because it demonstrates that the right people are listening to the show. While I want Get Flush to be an interesting and entertaining podcast, my long-term goal is definitely to establish Get Flushed as an influential voice in the sanitation industry. Over the past 60 episodes, I've tried to focus on best practice and highlight the most efficient and effective ways to run a restroom operation. Sometimes that's meant featuring particular toilets or chemicals and other equipment. Sometimes it's meant sharing news about particular procedures, software or apps. And other times I've shared my thoughts on strategy and values. Although I'd never say that operators will only succeed if they do things the Get Flushed way, I'm using all of my content to compile a Get Flushed playbook. That'll be a one-stop guide to restroom success and there'll be much more about that later in the series. Get Flush definitely fits into the niche podcast genre. I take a very narrow focus and explore it to great depth. And yet at the same time, sanitation is a subject that affects each and every person on earth. Perhaps that's why Get Flushed has reached an active audience of over 15,000 listeners in 65 different countries. Now if you'd like to use some of that momentum to advertise or promote your products, business or brand, please get in touch and I'll send you details of the sponsorship and advertising opportunities that are available for the show through Season 3 and beyond. The rest of this week's episode has a slightly different feel. If you work with portable toilets, I guarantee you'll develop a knack for spotting them when you're out and about. You can't pass one without giving it a quick glance to see what make and model it is or to check which firm it belongs to. It's almost like a spider sense, and I'd compare it to the way that you can't look at a string of letters and words without saying the sentence they form out loud in your head. I spend a lot of time online sharing and promoting Get Flushed, and I've noticed that I'm not the only person who takes an interest in restrooms to the extreme. There's a guy on YouTube who inspects random portable restrooms and posts his reviews online. There's also the Lou Lady who takes people on guided tours of interesting and infamous toilets in London. Instagram is full of accounts dedicated to bathrooms and restrooms in pretty much every city, state and country around the world. There's one account, Wooden Toilet, which posts pictures of a little wooden toilet cabin in all sorts of wild and exotic places. Another, Creepy Bathrooms, shares pictures of spooky bathrooms that wouldn't be out of place in horror movies. One of my favourite Instagram accounts dedicated to restrooms is Jake's Worldwide, which is hosted in Berlin. I reached out to Julia and Lorenz, who run that page, and invited them to appear on the show. Unfortunately, they said that their English language skills aren't good enough to do an interview, so perhaps we'll save that one for another time. 
Another of my Instagram favourites dedicated to toilets is Portaloos, which is run by Paul Turlew in the UK. I caught up with Paul to ask about his obsession with all things portable toilet. Welcome to Get Flushed. Paul Turley, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm grateful that you're spending some time with me this evening because we've already recorded this once. And as you know, the file didn't save, so I'll claim credit for that. I thought he was going to blame me, being a technophobe that I am. Do you know, I've done heaps of interviews and that's the first time that's happened. But as I say, I'm really grateful that you've got time to just go back over the first half of that chat we had the other day. That's not a problem. If I start at the start, Paul, how on earth do you start an Instagram page dedicated to Portaloo? You're not the first person to have asked that. <laughs> My brother went to the Turner Contemporary Art installation in Margate, which is situated right on the seafront. He went with his girlfriend at the time. And they were walking around and saw this Tracy Emin piece, which was the unmade bed. Yeah, famous piece. And my brother said, that's rubbish. That's not art. You could see that in any teenager's bedroom, any house, on any street. And his girlfriend was like, no, that is art. Art is what you want it to be. You can have it however you want to. He turned around and said to her, so if I went and took a picture of the toilet, that would be considered art, as you do. So he decided to set himself up an Instagram account, urinals around the world, with the Turner being the first one that he took. I'm going to have to check this out now you've told me. So I was sending him WhatsApp messages, urinals from pubs that I went to and stuff like that. And then we went to an open day in uh, the Kent Police headquarters in Maidstone. And they had a massive great bank of 10, 12 or so portaloos. So I thought, wow, that's got to be on his Instagram site. So I took a photo of it and sent it to him. Him being the purist that he is, he said, great shot, but they're not your rhinos. So he wouldn't use your shot. <laughs> he wouldn't use my shot of uh, portaloos. So it was from there on, I set up the Instagram account on portaloos. Just thought, well, I set myself up an account and Portaloos was still available. Yeah. Used that at Portaloos. And the first post is the picture that I took of the bank of 10 or 12 at the Kent Police Open Day. That's how we all started, how my brother got going. And it's all him to blame that I'm here talking to you now. And I think I've got 300 and so posts on the site now. The only ones that are not of Portaloos are merchandise that certain companies have sent me. So, you know, as soon as I receive something from them, I will take a snap and put it on and tag them in it as well. So, so tell me about what you've been sent by the toilet company. Hero Site Solutions in Ipswich, they sent me a lovely bubble hat. When I posted it on my website, a company in Raynham, Essex called Simply Hire saw it and not to be outdone, they sent me a a lovely warm scintillated uh, ball hat as well. So you just put it on, you then it immediately starts sweating because you just don't have to worry about the cold or anything. You could go out absolutely stark naked, this simply higher hat on, and you would be as warm as toast. It would be brilliant. A company, Norwich, Norfolk based company, Toilets Plus, their name is, they sent me a load of uh, stationery, pen, notebook, a desk jotter, a weekly planner, that sort of thing. That's proper high-end stuff, eh? That's quality. That is, yeah. But it, it, it's useful around the house. 
So it's there. The missus is using the notebook to do her shopping list, John, and stuff like that. So at the top of it, it, it says shit to do or get shit done or something like that. It is in their font as well. Is it in the shape of a Portaloo cabin? No, it isn't, unfortunately. No. It isn't. Oh, they've missed a trick. They have. I'm going to have to lift my game because I did some baseball caps in season one. And I'm on the third edition of the Get Flushed Mug. I normally send guests to Get Flushed Mug, but I'm going to have to see if I can invest in some hats. Pom-pom hats <laughs> would be great, yeah. And then <laughs> A1 Group, I managed to get some pictures of, of their toilets. I can't remember where they were. They normally do big events like the British Grand yeah. Prix. It might have been a Brands Hatch or something like that that I, that I saw their toilets. And yeah. they said, please, can you send me your details? They sent me a, a face mask with A1 Group on it. Like a COVID mask. That's it, yeah, which I wear when I'm at work. They sent me a travel mug just to keep my coffee warm and an umbrella. Oh, that's top level. <laughs> the note that came with it said to keep you safe, dry and hydrated whilst you're out spotting toilets. So it's A1 Group, I'll give them a look. <laughs> so all, all my wife wants now is for us to have a portaloo in the back garden. <laughs> so then I think it'll be complete. Just a cabin. To keep your lawnmower in. That's it, yeah. Or, or the tools, you know, just the rake and the fork. And, you know, it'd just be lovely to sit in there in the garden. A good use for repurposed loose that would normally have been written off. I can imagine. So if anyone's got one in the Kent area and can deliver one to me, get in touch. We'll put the shout out in the show. Paul's on the lookout. For yeah. <laughs> you don't need the tank or the bowl or anything like that. Don't need the tank or anything like that. Just the cabin. Just so it's just aesthetically pleasing. Excellent. All right. I managed to get a Playmobil one, yeah. <laughs> which was posted for my 200th post. There is a company over in the States, Honey Bucket Inc., I think they're called. They have merch on their site, which one of them is one of those stress balls in a port sort of shape. So I might have to get in touch with them and say, come on. I was actually talking to Honey Bucket. Their social media manager was in touch. We were going to do a, a feature about social media from the company's point of view because some, some toilet companies do a really good presentation on Facebook and Instagram. And we talked about it and we planned what we might say and then he had to take it to the board. You've just got to keep tagging them in and just make sure that they know who you are. That's it. I saw one yesterday due to agency in the Czech Republic, I believe. They posted a story. One of their workers, Labrador, was wearing one of the Juter Agency trucker-style hats. So I just said, any chance of me being sent one? So one of them's on the way. I'm guessing from that, you're not doing the Instagram page because you're in the industry. No, not at all. You're doing it because you've genuinely just got an interest in toilets. A nickname from my brothers for me is John. And I said, well, why do you call me John? It's the name of a toilet, is his reply. Porter John, yeah. Some of the names that these companies come up with. There's one over in New York, a Royal Flush. And there's one, I believe they're in Wiltshire over here, and they're called Touching Cloth. <laughs> I know the Portable Sanitation Association, they don't like people to use derogatory terms or slang terms for the industry. Curtis Ingalls, who owns Crapper King, got quite a lot of flack about that. They use the word crapper in his name. But it works. Everybody knows what Curtis does. He's a broker. He sells second-hand toilets and new toilets, but everybody knows what it means. They get it straight away, don't they? That's it. And it was Andy Gump. Yeah. Over in the States as well. They've got quite a good Facebook presence as well, Andy Gump. There's so many, and it just makes me chuckle when you see them. Well, do you know, as a global industry, it's worth $24 billion a year. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Maybe I'll need a slice of that pie. 
Yeah, well, I'm thinking that if they can't send you a hat, then it'd be a pretty poor show. <laughs> <laughs> pretty poor show, yeah. That's how it all started. Yeah. That, that's where we are now. I do get people sending me submissions. I've had some from New Zealand, friends in Germany. There's a company, PPH Rentals, down in the West Country, Devon, Cornwall. Uh, they send me emails of their setups. So you're getting pictures from companies themselves and also from just members of the public like you and me who've just interested in it. That's it, yeah, from the companies as well. Yeah. You know, that's nice to see that they've, you know, taken an interest and see that there's people that are spotters out there. Maybe they need to have some sort of inventory, a, a, a worldwide inventory of numbers and letters on their portaloos so you can actually cross them off when you spotted them. Well, the best operators do tag their toilets. They put serial numbers on so that they can track them on contract. It's actually really hard to keep a track of what's gone where because you drop them off and then you pick them up and they move around a lot. So I'm thinking that almost like your train spotters write down all the locomotive numbers. Are you becoming an expert at identifying the make and model of the cabin then? Not the make and model. From a distance, I can work out what the company logos are. So you just drive past one and see, when, oh, that's a 4J or that's a Simply Hire or... As I said to you earlier, I'm a train driver by living itself. There's one that I drive past up near Gravesend, and I see it twice a day, three times a day at work. I can't get a photo of it, but I know it's a simply higher toilet just by the blur of the logo as it shoots past the cab window. Identification would be quite easy in New Zealand because there's only four or five at the very most different makes of toilets used here. And most companies buy the same model or the same couple of models. And they stick with the one they've got. So it's really easy to spot. But I know from my trips back home and around Europe, there are lots of different toilet manufacturers. And you see lots of different cabins on the streets in Europe. So you've got your work cut out to become a proper bona fide spotter. I think a lot of the market's becoming infiltrated by Chinese stuff coming over as well. Yeah, they're certainly starting to make them. Even since I've had the site and through my emails, I've had Chinese manufacturers sending me price lists this is what we can do for you, buy more in bulk, and it's easy, saves money on the shipping, saves money on the manufacture, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Although she sees the funny side of it, my wife does think it is taking over her life a little bit too much. But it's like that, Paul, I tell you, it will become a full-time job. The podcast certainly has gone from being an afternoon once a week to being two or three days. If I do things like not record the audio like I did with you, then that's another <laughs> extra day's work. <laughs> Do your mates at work know that you do this? Some of them do. Like yourself, I'm a keen cyclist. So when we're out on a bike ride and we see one in amongst the hedges and stuff like that, stop! <laughs> Get but the, what, what are you doing? Now? Oh my God, there's another loo. Some of them are on board. Others are not too happy. Most of the time I'm having to play catch up on the back of the chain. If it's any consolation, I think what you're doing is perfectly normal. <laughs> <laughs> there's one other person on the planet that does. <laughs> got two teenage kids and when i told them that i've been asked to do a podcast about it they was like you what really they've got other people that are interested there's a few of us tell them it's part of a new movement you know it's the new golf i'm not allowed to talk about the podcast at home the kids don't listen to it every time the boys phone up i'm like have you listened to this week's episode and they're like no yeah. <laughs> i've got my own instagram account which i just take photos there's the odd arty sort of boring stuff and i've got 130 followers or something like that i've got nearly 300 on my instagram now and i didn't even think we'd get that far well we'll see if we can get you a few more as a result of the podcast then well, i was saying to my kids the stupid thing about it is my kids follow my account some of their friends follow my account 
But apart from that handful of people out of those 300, I know none of. It is all people who have either similar interests or are in the industry. It's the same with the Pete Get Flush Facebook page. I think I've got nearly eight, 900 friends on that. I would probably know a handful, yeah. a dozen at the very most. And the rest is just people who I've met through the podcast yeah. or through Instagram accounts like yours or through their own social media profiles that they've got an interest in toilets. And I like talking about toilets. I can identify with people saying to you, can you supply a loo? Because I get that all the time. Yeah. How many have you got in your fleet? Well, my wife said, well, maybe if things get really bad, we will set up a company and start doing it. Well, I can recommend a good podcast. to will give you some tips. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. You might not have guessed that Paul isn't my real name. You've got to have an alias, honestly. It's the only safe way. I had Let Lose got in touch with me. Hi, Paul. Just wondering if you could feature one of our toilets. Yeah. Also, mate, I'll give you a heads up. I wouldn't have your real name on the page or email as Porter Cabin, who owned the trademark Porterloo. And they took us to court and I've lost. If it gets that serious, I'll just close it all down. You know, I've got, I've got any interest in it apart from that. It's a generic term, isn't it? You know, it is a very generic term. Apart from Bobolat. You've not made money out of it. I'm not making money from it. And I think all I'm doing is advertising the versatility of the product anyway. Just showing them out and about in their natural environment. That's it. At festivals, building sites, on a river, on the back of a boat. Uh, you know, millions of places where you can get them. I love it, honestly. <laughs> Do you ever use any then? Uh, I can't remember the last time I did. But that being said, I've tried to get tickets for the Kent Spitfires versus Birmingham Bears 2020 quarterfinal, which was on Friday last week. The cricket. And they had a big bank of portaloos there. And if I'd have needed them, I... You'd have used them. It's not a problem for me. I think the last time I used one was at Mallory Park racing circuit up in Leicestershire where I was watching some British superbike racing and so I used them on the Saturday and then on the Sunday they had kind of had a domino sort of effect and all been pushed over but that was lots of drunk bikers and they weren't in a very good state on the Sunday morning wouldn't have been nice no it wouldn't have been pleasant I use them all the time because we're obviously we're traveling around and there's a lot on campgrounds or at parks and, and reserves and I'd never worried about it too much unless you open the door and it's just one of those where you just think Ooh, that's it you know two pegs there's a lot of stigma about portable toilets and i don't know that it's all deserved some of it definitely is have you watched the film kenny dave andre who works for sanitrax he's in that movie is he yeah he actually walked around the pumper show with shane jacobson who plays kenny dave reckons they filmed about three hours of b-rail and they used, I don't know, anywhere between 11 and 20 seconds is actually in the movie. Okay. It's one of the funniest movies, just some of his one-liners. It is a very cult movie. And anybody that I talk to about the Instagram account, I mention the movie to them. And the uh, little avatar that I've got is a Kenny. Do you know, I'd love to get Shane on the show. And I did email the office and uh, I never got a reply. I should have an, another go. And, and Dave said that he might try and see if he can get through because he got to know Shane quite well during the filming. But it'd be cool to get Shane on the show and just talk about Because it. I think it's 15 years old. I think it was the 15th anniversary last year. 2006. Yeah, 2006 it was out, yeah. Yeah, they did a special screening in Aussie to celebrate the 15th anniversary. Paul, keep doing what you're doing and I'm going to dig through my get flushed box of treasures and see what I can send you that can compete with that simply high hat. Uh, it'd be lovely. It's amazing just how far it's gone and just um, 
the, the amount of people that are sending stuff to me, my mate who runs a pub restaurant in Port Levin, and they quite often use loos, and when he gets them, he'll send a picture to me. I'll give your mate's pub a shout out. What's it called? It's called the Muscle Shoal, which is on Port Levin Harbour, and it's probably the most wonderful place you could ever go for dinner. It's just so lovely, just nice and relaxed there on the, on the harbour itself, waiting for the tide to come in or go out or seagulls overhead and such a chilled relaxed vibe it's uh not not fine dining but fun dining i think he puts it as oh it sounds good it's a lovely sort of place i'm predicting great things for your instagram account because all of the other toilet ones seem to just keep going and going and going everyone's interested in portable toilets it's crazy it's unreal where they get to where they come from i've had a couple of pictures of them in transport on the back of lorries stuff like that yeah that gets harder when you are there driving your car around and you want to get your wife there to take a picture of a portaloo as you're going along <laughs> oh i missed it oh, yeah you're sacked i have to get a new photographer to sit there <laughs> so that's where the old dash cam comes in handy that's it maybe i should invest in a dash cam just so that i can just go through and edit the footage and take out stills when i need to yeah we've got front and rear dash cams and we've got a still button that I, if i press the blue button it takes a snapshot so i'll start doing that if i see any on trucks You'll have to send me what camera that is. So <laughs> <laughs> Just a Navman one, I think. Okay, I'll have a look. Does it do GPS on there as well? So you've got where it is. Date stamped and GPS stamped, yeah. Uh, that's good. I started to buy dash cams because I was driving a truck with toilets on and a guy overtook me towing a boat. He was in a 4x4 towing a boat. And as he swerved in after it overtaken me, the rear wheel came off the trailer and smacked into the roof of the truck. Like another metre in front, it had come through the windscreen and killed me. That scared me so much that I went out and bought two front and rear dash cams for both of our cars. Yeah. I wouldn't have a vehicle now without a dash cam on. It's not going to save me, but at least I'd have it on film. I haven't had one because I don't drive that much, really. Just your average, what, 10,000 miles a year or something like that. Uh, the train's got them. My trains have a front viewing camera, just so that if you have an incident then they can have a look and see what, what's happened. The unfortunate jumper in front of the train or something like that, just to make sure they weren't pushed. There's nothing in there that's looking back at the driver or anything like that at all, see how often he picked his nose or has a yawn or has a swig of his coffee. Or... That's definitely a thing in cab cameras that look at the driver. That's just the way the world is. You know, it's for everybody's safety, and I could have 1,500 people on board a train at any one time, and you don't want to have the driver there up the front playing snake on their phone or something like that, crossy road. How's the best way to find your Instagram account? Instagram account is at Portaloos, or if they want to, email me, Paul Turlew, P-A-U-L, as in the boy's name, Turlew, T-U-R-L-E-W, at gmail.com. If you are kind enough to send a picture to me, it will be posted. Oh, well, we'll see if we can get some sent from all over the world. It'd be nice. The podcast is being heard in 65 different countries this morning, so... Wow, that'd be good. Let's see if we can grow your numbers a bit. Right at the beginning... When I told you about my brother, I saw him yesterday because it was my mum's birthday. Yeah. He said, are you going as yourself or are you going as Paul? Everything's Paul now. I might just have to change my name. Well, it suits you, man. <laughs> my first name really is Pete, but I use Get Flushed to protect the identity of the innocent. Yes, the way it is. I've really enjoyed talking with you. I know you've got a train to go and drive, so I won't keep you for too much longer. If you PM me or email me your postal address, then I'll send you a thank you. I'll do my best to compete with the boys at Hero Site Solutions. I think I might have to get back in touch with the A1 group again, because I've been invited, but a group of friends at work have invited me on a golf day. 
and I saw one of their posts a couple of months back during the uh, Open Golf Championships down here in Sandwich that they had uh, some A1 golf balls. So I might have to see if I can get some A1 golf balls to go and have a hack around the golf course. I'll tap up the boys at Prestige in Auckland because they gave me some T-shirts and a big toilet-shaped mug last time I saw them. So I'll give them a ring and see what we can get sent over to you. That would be good. It would be like Christmas coming at once, wouldn't it? You won't be able to contain yourself, eh? I know. I won't. Travel safe in your train and uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch again, Paul. Appreciate that. That's lovely. Thank you very much. Take care. Cheers, brother. Many thanks to Paul Turlew for taking time to record that episode, not once, but twice. It was good company and we had quite a few laughs as we got to know each other over those calls. Please remember to visit his Instagram account, at Portaloos, and also check out his brother's account. This season has another 16 episodes to go, so please get in touch if you'd like to sponsor an episode, advertise on the show, commission a feature, or even appear as a guest. Support from my patrons and sponsors means that Get Flushed will stay online for as long as podcast remains a thing, and I'm planning to carry on with seasons four and five in 2022. And of course, I'm also working on the Get Flushed playbook. Once again, thank you for your time. I've been Pete and you've been listening to Get Flushed, the world's favourite sanitation podcast.